You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Liberty Podcast. This is episode number 188 of Essential Indiana's Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I'm joined by producer Chris Guffey. Hello. Co-host Zach Burcham and forever co-host Dakota Davis. Today's episode features the four of us sitting around a table and talking to you. You you had to crack that open because we're still yeah. washing out the taste of something that happened in Patreon. Yeah, that's right. Worth it for the Patreon. <laughs> Guess we're, which one of these beverages in front of them. We're going to be talking about our wonderful Christmas times. We're also going to be talking about Henry County trademark. going. That's trademarked. We can't say that phrase. Oh, come after me, Disney. Uh, we're talking about Henry County going red and what that means for us. And also talking about the Nashville bombing incident and whether or not we're going to get $2,000 in the mail. Who knows? Find out with us and uh, enjoy the ride. Uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you'll always learn something new. We just recorded a Patreon. Uh, we missed last week's show. Uh, the reasons why are explained in the Patreon. We won't tell you here because there's no such thing as a free lunch. But uh, we we did have some premium content in there. Uh, there was a Christmas Christmas gift exchange. Christmas. Christmas. You, if yep. you missed it, that's sad for you. Anybody um, here listen to uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern? No. Mm, dang no. it. No. Pass. Someone listening to this does. Somebody probably does. And they just laughed at Christmas. <laughs> So we, uh, we, we put that in the can. We, uh, we always have to thank the folks. Uh, we'll have Zach do this. Zach's gotten really good at thanking, thanking people and reminding us why we thank certain individuals. Oh, yeah, you got to uh, thank all the people that chip in every month, help keep the lights on, and in this case, the heat on. Um, and if you contribute more than $50 a month, you get mentioned in every episode. And so we got a big thanks to Chris Lamb, Christy Avery, Jonathan Phillips, Anthony Meyer, and um, also, I'm not sure if uh, Guffy can go find it because I don't know if he has, but Anthony Myers GoFundMe still going and you can find the link. To that. Is that truck driver is that fully funded yet? It's not know. done. I haven't checked on it. Yet. I haven't checked on it in a minute, to be honest. Those, Sorry, Anthony. <laughs> those folks chip in. Uh, the kind of Anthony heroes. Meyer is a true American patriot that is helping serve our country in one of the most grueling times and grueling years that we have experienced in our young lives. He is a, a trucker delivering goods all across this great nation and he's trying to uh he's trying to go out independent and work on his own and be his own man and i support him 100 percent. i think that we most of us in here at least donated to the gofundme and he has helped our podcast out a lot so it would mean a lot to us and him if you chipped in as well i know dakota did i know i did i know craig DaCosta, the uh the incredible craig DaCosta, uh kicked in on there as well so it's uh it's it, well, well represented from the Boss Hog family. Uh, we did do the gift exchange. Um, 
Did everybody get their gifts? Did they show up on time? Are you still waiting on the postal service to deliver things? You know, what's funny is things are all good. Um, my grandma lives in Florida. So the, she used to drive up and we could just do gifts like normal. But the past few years, they've Not stopped quite normal. They've stopped driving. And, uh, so they fly up. And last year I was like, I, she's a big Disney fan. They, she lives near Orlando. So she goes to Disney a lot. And, I bought um so a, a book that was like a I, I guess it was like a scavenger hunt of Disney. Like you find places, take pictures of it, paste it in the book. It's kind of neat. And I was like, I'll just have it sent to her house so from she goes, Amazon. She goes to Epcot and and goes to the Canada and says, "Hey, here's me at Canada." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was last year, of course. And I and I purchased the book. It wasn't Prime, which was a mistake. And I, I purchased the book around December 10th, I would say. And then I, it never showed up to her house by the time that she got to my parents' house for Christmas. And I was like, well, you know, it might show up. I don't know. Um, and then she's like, okay, no problem. And I let her open up like the receipt that I had gotten <laughs> it for. And, and then she goes back home to Florida and... Uh, about a week and a half goes by <laughs> still. <laughs> and she's texting me and she's like, Hey, you might want to check on that package because it still has never showed up. And then like three days later, it finally got to her house. But then this year I did the same thing and had something sent to her house from Amazon. And it was there at, mm, I don't know, just a few days later. It was there like early December, way before Christmas time. No problem so, at all. No problem. I ordered on December 7th. I ordered a number of things on Amazon, but uh, there was a EU COVID mask that I ordered for Sarah. Uh, she knows about it, so we're not ruining Christmas now. I showed her a picture, but it's from the uh, from the Schitt's Creek uh, documentary. And uh, I ordered that December 7th, and it still has not even shipped. So shipped arrived. Amazon's not quite sure what happened to it. My two packages, one of them sat in LA from December 9th until like the 27th. And then it showed up and then it made the trip across the country in like a day. And then I had one that was, so it was in LA until after Christmas. It sat in LA till, yeah, till like the 27th. And then it was like on a plane and in Newcastle, like before I could figure out what had happened to it. And then the other, and that one made sense to me. That's the one. It just that sat. Was customs. You it thought. just sat in. No, it came from California. It like started in Van Nuys and then it got to the hub in LA and just never moved. The one that came from China it's the one that that was the mystery one. And I know a lot of people have had this issue. And so this is the one thing that I think the postal service could look at and analyze this, figure out how this happened. This is the package that was in Muncie on December 14th, 15 miles away from us. Yes. And then it went from there to Chicago, to Pittsburgh, to Cincinnati, to Indianapolis, back to Muncie, and then to Newcastle over the course of like two weeks. It showed up like a couple days later. What kind of condition was the package in when it finally arrived? Um, it was like a soft bag. It was like Christmas pajamas. And so it wasn't too bad off, but it, it did look like it, you know, it traveled as far as Santa Claus. It had a full road trip <laughs> but, and it came over on the boat from China to start. Yes. With. Yeah. Like the first, it was one of those things. It was not on Amazon. It was some website and they, I would just get these cryptic emails about, Oh, here's up to it's, it's in our, we're getting it to you. We're getting it to you. And then, I get one. I'm like, what is that place? I look, I'm like, Oh, it's in, the, it's, a, it's a, a port in the East China sea. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is not going to be Do good. you have the, uh, the shop app where you can track all of your, the package it links to your email address. Oh, really? So any package that is uh, being shipped 
associated with your email address, then it populates on the same app. Oh, that would be handy. It they is. didn't even give me an actual shipping. I emailed them and said, hey, what's going on with this? Because all the email, all the updates say the same thing. Traveling within our system, traveling within our system. And it didn't get into the U.S. Postal Service's possession until it was like in Muncie, I think, or something. I can't remember. And they didn't email me back. And they said, like, here's the shipping uh, tracking number for it. So that was the first time. But yeah, that one's the one I'm like, you could have called me and I'd have driven up on the 14th <laughs> to pick it up. But instead, it spent the... It traveled all over the Midwest. Yeah, but they oh, probably no. couldn't have even found it in the building at that point. They oh, know yeah. it's in Muncie, yeah. but it's in yeah. here somewhere. I, I, I thought that because that was about the time the picture popped up of like a room that's, you know, a big room in a post office and it's four feet deep of boxes. And I imagine that's where the one that was in LA was just in a corner. And then once they got like two days without packages coming around, they were sifting through stuff. So I've ordered stuff since then. It all came in on time. Somewhere around December 10th, we sent out, I want to say, I don't know, 100, 150 Christmas cards. I don't remember exactly the number. Whatever Sarah and I agreed on and whatever the whatever the package size was that we ended up getting ordered from uh, from our printer. I got <clears> one of those. And we dropped them in the mail. And over the last three days, four days, we've had three of them finally come back with bad addresses. It okay. took them from December 10th until the end of December. And it's not been like, hey, the stuff further away or closer at home came home first. We had one that was going to Minnesota that came back a week ago. Yesterday, cousin Donnie, who's been on the show, his card in Florida bounced back to us, finally came back yesterday. And then today, uh, we got one that went to Bloomington, Bloomington, Indiana, 100 miles away. And it's been bouncing around the system and finally came back today. For work today, I got a letter back from the post office that we mailed to somebody about something for my job. And it was for an exam in September. And it bounced back, but I've already corrected his address, scheduled whatever I need to do and gotten it back to him. But the first return letter just got to me. And it's been floating since September. And it's been floating for three months. Yeah. That is insanity. Wow. Yeah. It's like I, my job, my job allows me to kind of, kind of study that a little bit. If people call me and they do, because a lot of the stuff we mail out a lot of stuff for my job and it comes with a, you need to call by this time kind of thing. And a lot of letters all summer have been getting, it's and everything's from Indiana in Indiana, eight or nine days to get to places. And there's a letters. So Pony Express is fast from that. So I'm gonna I, go around the room. I think uh, our Christmas cards mostly left on Saturday night. I dropped in the post office box Saturday night. I think most people got them on the Thursday. Most. Yeah, that was yeah. about I the, think I got the, years before the, the median timeline. Yeah. Hmm. I wanna go around the room and I wanna talk about our favorite Christmas gifts this year. I want to put everybody on the spot and think, who do I want to make happy and whose heart do I want to break mm -hmm. by telling them my their Christmas gift is not my favorite. I'm going to start with Chris Guffey, the homeless man in the corner. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, wait, 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 wait. Let's make him feel bad. Chris, you did receive Christmas presents this year, right? I did. I did. I did receive gifts. Because I gave you a little shot bottle. It's true. Um, that was the favorite? No. God dang it. Broken. Uh, I'm going to say probably, and as weird as it's going to sound, um, the drawer, drawer organizer for my nightstand. No way. Yeah. I got one of those too, and it was going to be my favorite gift. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so exciting because I've just been dumping change. This is insane. <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been dumping change and, you know, pens and cards and stuff in there. And I'm like, does this sit inside of a drawer or yeah. it sits on top of the nightstand? No, it sits inside the drawer. It's like a utensil thing, but for your, yeah. And table. so 
Um, because I had created a list. Do you keep the condoms like little vertical racks, like it's a vending machine or how does that work? No, they're actually right beside it. They're not in the <laughs> organizer. Um, I literally just sent you all a picture of mine <laughs> just so you know that I'm telling the truth. But no, um, we, I created a list and, uh, Paige's parents and brother and grandparents had bought pretty much my entire list. And, uh, Paige is like, well, what do you want? I was like, I was like, I could use a drawer organizer for this nightstand. She goes, okay. And then next thing I know, on Christmas Day, I opened up and there's a, a drawer organizer. So that's hilarious. Everything I got was extremely practical. Um, you, as you get older, that happens. Yeah. I, I, my <laughs> family, super excited about it. My family has a, and, and Sarah's family is very small. So they get rolled in with us. So they, we all just have this big maximum hundred dollar gift item exchange. So you get one big gift. And I put in two items in my, on my, from my Amazon wish to everybody. I'm like, Hey, I either want a DeWalt, uh, uh, leaf blower. Oh, uh, I had that on my list and didn't get it. I didn't either. <laughs> or I, I wanted a telescoping ladder for my camper because I don't have a camper for my, a ladder for my camper. Uh, those are nice. You can borrow so, one of mine. I got so one. I, that's what I got. I got a 12 foot telescoping ladder for my camper so that I can get to my slides now. Uh, because a couple of, uh, earlier this year, I had to have somebody on my, these are all camper list items. That's yes. why they, we both had them on our list. Is yeah. like I've got Dewalt drill. Yep. And so I want the leaf blower, and I need the ladder to get up on the slide because it's exactly. I can't speak to the power of the Dewalt, but my dad has got a Milwaukee electric leaf blower, and that thing is like is very impressive. At some point, I will be getting it. I just don't know if it'll. I don't know when it'll happen, but it'd be it'd be really nice to have. I've carried around an electric one that I have to have the the hose or the the hose the, the cord. cord. Uh, and at some point we're going to age out on that thing. So the, the electric leaf blower is perfect for the camper, I think. Um, so yeah, that was good. And then I, I've been left stranded twice in the last month on the side of the road in the dark. Um, so yeah, I got some, you got a triple A membership. I got some tactical flashlights so I can do my own repairs <laughs> and not have to use my flashlight. Did you take my mine phone. and Cade's advice while we were talking about it in the group chat? I don't even about which anymore. brand of flashlight to buy. No, these are gifts. You don't get oh. to decide what brand you, you can get. put it on the Amazon wish list. These were unsolicited. These that. were stocking stuffer kinds of things. Ah. One of those where everybody got all the men in the family got one in the stocking kind of a deal. So both my parents and my uh, my wife's parents uh, stuffed the stockings with uh, with some tax some flashlights. So each of my vehicles got one. So once again, entirely practical. And then of course I got my amazing, incredible, phenomenal. Holds nearly an entire pot of coffee, Dainty Daisy, Boss Hawk Liberty that Tumbler. you've drinking before the day is halfway through. That I drink. fill. I, I generally, and I've, obviously it's only been three days now, but I fill this in the morning before I go to work, fill it up, and then uh, uh, it's gone before lunch, and then I have one or two uh, full loads of water in it by the end of the day. I, I will say that the lids are are taking some adaptation. Uh, that uh, Tatum, Tatum, my niece, was on the show last week, and... She's seven months old, and I looked about like Tatum trying to learn how to use this cup the first day. You tried to flip because it up at I first? no, I slid it open, but then there's a straw hole on the back yeah. that you have to lift so that there's air coming in. Uh, yeah. So when you tip it back and you got a full cup of coffee, it it's just a vacuum and it won't yeah. come out and won't go anywhere. So you, you look like a six month old trying to learn how to use a cup for the first <laughs> <See>? <laughs> time. So that was me on Christmas she had, morning trying she to drink had a out customer of one time that said uh hey the uh the wood you gave me is broken and audrey's like and this was 
like four days after they picked it up. <laughs> okay. And she's like, that's weird. That I ain't responsible would, for your broken lid. She's bitch. like, that's, that's probably weird what that they would, you know, reach out four days afterwards. And she's like, but whatever, you know, maybe they just gave it, maybe they bought it for someone. They just gave it to him. And she's like, um, I have a couple extra of those cups. I can give you one of the lids off of it. And if you want to meet me in town, and the lady's like, yeah, absolutely. So they meet at Walmart. Audrey gets the cup back and they had very obviously tried to flip, flip up, up that thing and just snapped <laughs> it. Yeah. I, and I have no idea like how hard they had to have pried on that little thing. <laughs> hey, look at the screwdriver or a pocket knife. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I've not, I'm not that stupid. Uh, You'd have to snap it because it's it's sealed inside. You can it. also get so that there's also yeah. other lid for these that you can. You could just take a on. generic a generic standard but lid. There's probably, a right? there's a screw on type that they make that they sell too. I have she made me this one, but this is my old coffee cup. It's the actual Yeti, and then um, she also gave me a hydro flask one. It's like a, a workout like bottle. Well, it's very nice. I've used the straw a couple of times. I wasn't sure about the straw, how that was going to work. I've probably already lost it in my house, the straw. But uh, but as as a coffee tumbler, they're they're excellent. I wouldn't lose it as well. Yeah, I I'm, I'm doing my best, but I, there's no guarantees. I'm I'm honestly doing really good to hang on to headphones like for more than six months at a time. So if I can keep that straw for a month, I'm going to be that's going to be a new world record. Uh, Zach, your favorite gift was binoculars. I heard. Yeah, I got my four year old gave me some binoculars. He didn't want anymore. <laughs> And I don't think they quite, I don't think they would go out wide enough for my face to your, fill my face. But your kids aren't into the. Uh, I'm going to give you a coupon for things around the house phase yet. No, they got me um, a because my sister in law took them out, and I got a grilling basket for my whoever they were very adamant about getting that. So I'll put that to use. They will not eat anything that will be prepped in it because they don't <laughs> eat anything like that. Um, well, not yet. Not yet. Well, the one the seven year olds like super picky. Just pizza, burgers, and spaghetti about all he eats um he's a big fan of burger of uh, pizzas i know he's that. a huge he is his favorite thing was and it was a re-gifting for my wife but she's like oh he needs one more thing in the stocking is we just gave him a 15 dollar gift card to little caesars and he was super excited <laughs> <laughs> i mean that made his day that's awesome that's hilarious uh jackson got most of his christmas presents from audrey and i early because like one of you them can't a, contain yourselves. Yeah, we're children. Rookies. Oh, my wife's militant about it. Like if you find it, she'll just take it back. We would buy things, and we would we'd be like, and he'd be sitting there with all of his old toys, and we'd be like, let's get this new one. What? What am I? <laughs> I got a, a uh, Google the Home uh, Hub, like the little. It's like a little mini TV. Yep, we and, got one of those in the kitchen. Yeah, and that's where ours is. And my kids didn't know about it for about three days. And now if she could be angry at being pestered, she would be angry at being pestered because they'll just be sitting there bugging it, just asking it questions <laughs> just over and over again. Like, can, I go, can we go ask Google a question? Can we go ask Google? Leave Google alone. She wants a break. And it's like, and if one's figured out, he can watch blippy videos on it. And the other one's asking for pictures of butts, which is going to turn into a discussion at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, that's their, they, they Love that thing. Just Guffy Guffy knows the answer. What's my favorite thing to ask Google? I don't know. Okay, Google. Is Kobe still dead? Oh, yeah. Or, okay, Google. Is Andretti still dead? Which Andretti? Oh, Literally just pulled John alone. 
in front yeah. of Kobe I think Bryant. he's dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's John Andretti. He's dead, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, th- those were all. You have to be more specific. There's a bunch of Andres. There's a lot of Andres. There's a lot of Andres. They just they reproduce. It's uh, yeah. It, 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 that was that was January. That joke started in January, Guffy. Back when uh, back when we lost Kobe Bryant. It feels like 2015. Hmm. Back when we could watch sports and we were but at the Potters. We, we were all at my in laws' house, and the Kobe Bryant hot, uh, helicopter crashed. So I kept asking all day long, "Is because the TMZ had it first, and is yeah. he still dead?" Is he still dead? And now it's just, yeah, Kobe Bryant's dead. And here's what the deal is. But it was, it was actually an active news story at the time when we started, uh, started asking. Yeah, because you didn't know if TMZ was legit or not. Correct. My favorite gift was probably the organizer, but I also got this thing that uh, I want to talk about because you guys are going to find it interesting. I think Zach might be interested in this afterwards. It's called a Shakti mat. What is that? It is a, it's a, this mat that you lay on. It's a padded mat, but it's got these little white discs that are about the size of a half dollar. And they have these very sharp points that come up on them. So, and then you lay down like on your back where you put your legs on it. And all those little points, they just go like right into your skin. And it is like a trauma experience. So your body wants to immediately heal it, so it rushes a bunch of blood to the area, and obviously it doesn't puncture your skin, right? But it rushes the blood through all the muscles and to the to the top of your skin, and uh, it's really nice. It's a really good feeling. It sounds scary at first. <clears throat> it's like so. I, I, the first time I did it, I, I laid on it. it. Was Christmas Day? I laid on it for like ten minutes because it, it, this is a mat or some, it's a mat. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's like a it's it's a like a safer version of a bed of nails is what it sounds like. What yeah, if you hit yeah. it too hard? Well, they're, well, like they're only like you. they're only like uh, I want to say mm, probably three sixteenths of an inch tall. It, in the Flintstones version of this, it'd be so, it'd be Fred playing with a porcupine. <laughs> yeah, it's they are really sharp. Uh, I could only bear it for like ten minutes. I was like, "This is extremely painful." And then I was reading about it, and it was like, for the first few minutes, if you've never done it before, it's going to be really painful. But you just kind of have to deal with it for a minute. And I was like, "All right." So then the next day, I laid on it again. And I laid on it for about half an hour, and I was like, and then I got up and I was like, "Wow, I feel." I, it felt very similar to walking out of a massage parlor, like muscles are like real loose and warm because it's yeah it's a wild experience sounds interesting my dad got one as well my mom got him for us and he the very first day was christmas day he laid down on it he was like this is kind of uncomfortable but he's also a nearly 50 year old man so he just also just fell asleep at the same time and he because 50 year old men can nap anywhere yeah he's literally on the living room floor yeah it's and hard, it's probably it's hard to get up to <clears throat> I'm I'm just down here. So I might as well sleep. And he was asleep on it for an hour. And the instructions say like advanced (laughs) users can, uh, can be on the Shakti mat for 45 minutes. (laughs) And he just pure red over the next day. He's like, it also has a little pillow too, like a neck pillow so that your neck's not uncomfortable on the floor. And he's like, look at my neck. And it was covered in these little red dots, like just perfectly spaced, tiny red dots <laughs> from like the bottom part of the, the back of his skull all the way down his back. It was, 
Yeah. I would. He was on it too long and it started to get through the skin. He went straight to advanced. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty funny. That's terrifying. That's- I was, it's really nice. It's a really good feeling. I've been doing it a lot. I haven't, they say that like it, you can also stand on it bare feet. I haven't been brave enough to do that yet because I feel like that's there's, a, there's lot, a maximum that's, weight to that's do a that. a lot more pressure. And then, yeah. and then you start to push the, you know, it's like, okay, if you weigh 180 pounds, yes. If you weigh 250, no, don't do it yeah. because your, your skin can only take so much. I get your skin sensitivity would be a very big deal. If you have very sensitive skin or a very low pain threshold, then can you, can you walk on gravel without it hurting? Yes or no. That's, yes, that's your determination as to but whether or not you're this is going to hurt more than gravel. I, I just feel like standing on your feet. That's not like laying on your back. You've got your whole back of surface area to spread on the little spikes. Guffy, you see what, see what I'm saying, though, right? Guffy's playing games. Yeah, I, I try. I try to roll him in, but I know he's not really listening. It, if you can't walk on gravel, you shouldn't try that. Stand walking on this uh, on this medieval torture device. I've done walking on gravel. I'm learning now because my kids to walk on Legos because they're constantly everywhere. So. I probably could handle, but yeah, I can handle pain for the most part, but I, I, that sounds interesting. That sounds a little scary at first to like, it's really nice. I was, a, it was one of those things where it was like, I put it on my Amazon wish list because I read an article about it and I was like, you know, I'll try it. Boom roll. I, I was way. like, I'll put it on there. If someone gets it for me, then great. If not, then that's fine too. And that's pretty like, as it got closer to Christmas, it's like, I really kind of hope someone bought that for me because I'm really, really curious now. And I saw my mom got it and I was like, yes, very nice. Very nice. So this year you asked, you asked in the show notes if this year's Christmas is different than previous ones. And yeah. I will say ignoring COVID and all the other BS that goes with that, it was different for our family because we had two little ones. So Tatum was seven months old and then everybody got my nephew Will some stuff. So the kids had just there were so many presents. It was enough for a child's lifetime already. Did they pay, did Will Tatum's not old enough. Like next year and next year, year after is when Tatum gets, it's like when they're like a year and a half to you know, two or three, when they start to really understand what's going on. But Will is in a prime age. Can Will pace himself or does Will blow through presents? He was pacing himself. I got a picture where they piled them all up on him oh, that's- and he had about seven of them on his lap at one time. Jackson it just was goes through so fast. And then like, it's like my wife and I didn't open any gifts and my kids were completely done. Like, what are we doing now? I'm like, I don't know figure something out to do. It's my, <laughs> it's my turn now. Yeah. I, Jackson had no idea what was happening. As a matter of fact, on Christmas morning, the way our house does on Christmas morning, um, my in-laws come over to our house and we eat breakfast and then we open presents. And, I had to take Jackson to the bedroom to take like a 20 minute power nap in the middle of presence. He <laughs> <laughs> needed a break. There were so yep. many. There was just a lot going on. And we also have a two year old niece. So she was like screaming like yep. in excitement the whole time. Guffy, this is your first uh, Christmas in the new house. Correct. Uh, so we spent Christmas Eve with her parents, her brother and his girlfriend at our place. And then Christmas morning we woke up, and went to her parents' house about eight thirty nine and checked all the presents over there. So, my parents always have a, a huge Christmas Eve party at their house on Christmas Eve, and that's kind of been our I'm never tradition. Invited. We always, you probably would have been this year. I got uninvited this year. It was yeah. sad. I've been talking to Dakota's mom about it for months. <laughs> yep, 
It was the only thing we talked about. It was just, <laughs> yeah, that, but they couldn't do it this year. It was a very scaled yeah. down. It was pretty it was much just COVID. family, immediate family or immediate two families. Basically it was basically my family, my, uh, mom's mom and stepdad. And then, uh, your mom's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. That and was family. it. And not even her family, just, just her one son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Zach, what, uh, anything odd? Uh, oh, odd. It was an odd Christmas with COVID stuff. Just normally, uh, my family does Christmas on Christmas Eve. And so that was normal. Um, my in-laws had theirs kind of on Christmas Eve too. So that was kind of a whole day thing. Christmas day normally is, I think four functions for us normally stacked up. We had one, it was at four 30 and I found out how very ill prepared I was to have nothing to do all day. <laughs> um, didn't have any food in the house because normally we're just going to pitch in to pitch in to pitch in. Didn't have any food in the house. So I think I like grilled burgers for lunch. And then we bought a frozen pizza for Owen for dinner at the drugstore <laughs> because we just didn't have anything. And he didn't, he doesn't need any like hors d'oeuvre type stuff that was available at the one function we went to. So that was weird. Normally it's get up, chill for a few hours. And then we literally hit a function and everybody in that function gets up, goes to the next function and it kind of snowballs from there. And there was none of that. So it was kind of odd. In honor of Dakota's dad, we made water chestnuts at both of our things. That's your dad's big thing is the water chestnuts wrapped in bacon. Exactly. Were they as good as his? They were fantastic. Yeah. They're so good. They are. They're damn. I don't know why we only serve them one time a year. Yeah. They're an excellent dish. Um, And they're a vegetable. I mean, bacon with a vegetable. Come on. I didn't like them for the longest time because that water chestnut texture, that crunch. That crunch didn't do it for you? But I came around to it just last year. And then. I had a couple of them last year. I was like, these are actually pretty good. And then this year we went to my parents' house and I was actually really, really hungry. <laughs> and, uh, I just, I, and my dad still made like the same amount that he always <laughs> did whenever there was them. 50 people there. So I just picked out on those all night. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Henry County going red. Um, I put stuff in here about the vaccine, but then I remembered we already went over all the vaccine stuff and like, who's going to get it and how that all works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a little bit of an update. Rush County had a shipment of vaccines that all the healthcare workers in Rush County and Henry County could go get. Mason got get. his. Mason got his, even though first he was responder to be a, Mason. He was supposed to be part of a trial. He had volunteered, and they never called him. Yep. But uh, being the uh, l- as far as the state of Indiana is concerned, he is a licensed practicing medical professional. Uh, so he uh, oh, yeah. he he got to get got invited and got to the front of the line, and he got his uh, round one. So he was the boss hog test case and he seems to be doing fine. Yeah. So based, based upon brain. that, I feel like, uh, I'll jump in line when I, when I'm, when they deem me eligible. Like, yeah. Uh, Fauci keeps moving the goalposts for what we consider herd immunity before it was, uh, considered like 40% of the population would be enough to get us to herd immunity. I think it's up to like 60% now he's saying. So that's a new development. 71,000 Hoosiers have received the first of the vaccines now. That, that is not nearly 60%. 71,000 of about three and a half million. And you're only halfway. There was this, there was a story out of California today that said that some medical professional tested positive after having one round of the vaccine, which is not a surprise because you have to take both of them to actually get your, uh, get your immunity from it. Yeah, it's like three, what, three weeks between the two. Yeah, It's three weeks between yeah. the two. So the folk, the very first folks that got theirs, in Indiana, I think January 7th or January 10th, that's when their next round is uh, is scheduled. So once you get to that point, then those folks are actually going to be what you consider to be good to go. 
So I don't know. Henry County did turn red. It's it, it's in the middle of the biggest basketball tournament this the uh, the county hosts every year. The uh, the, yeah. the, the Hoosier Classic. I was shocked to see they were doing it. <laughs> and I, I was I saw the news come out and I'm like, what's this do to the classic? And then two minutes later, uh, Aaron Dickin, who was uh, invited to the show but chose to spend his uh, evening with his family instead, sent over a picture of a bunch of people at the Hoosier Classic right now. Yeah. In the world's largest basketball uh, high school arena, uh, with largest a number and finest, l- uh, yes, the largest and finest, uh, refurbished by our friend Stephen Vitito recently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there there were still a bunch of people in there. Apparently, the new rules don't take effect until tomorrow. Yeah, There's, I got a one call from the superintendent because my kids are in school and I said that as of tomorrow, I don't know how to fix the tournament, but any home sporting events are immediate family only starting tomorrow. But yeah, I saw the picture from the. Classic too. I was like, well, for the most part, you kind of looked off in the ends and you're like, oh, it's pretty quiet. And then there's like a section behind a bench that's just like, looks like the students, <laughs> looks like a student <laughs> section. You're like, looks pretty regular. Yeah, it looks pretty regular right there. I was like, well, whatever they're doing. I'm like, well, I'm not there. But I didn't zoom in to see if there were, how the mask usage was. I didn't either, did I? I didn't. I was, I was like, look, poor. No, was I'm just going to go ahead and call. <laughs> I, had, I had somebody, uh, you know, people traveling around. Uh, I know Mark Brim had been out of state and that, but I had somebody post on their Facebook. They're like, Oh, it's amazing. They were in Tennessee and they were at a self-serve barbecue buffet and there wasn't a mask in sight. There's a guy standing next to him over the buffet. I'm like, well, everybody's doing things a little differently. Yeah. But the Dakotas are also like the highest cases per capita in the United States right now. Are the, yeah, this was in Tennessee where the buffet was. Yeah, that's impressive to do it. Like in a state, like the Dakotas where you think everybody's pretty spread out for the most part. Well, I mean, it it doesn't mean that people aren't near each other, right? Like I've been to one of the biggest cities in South Dakota is Rapid City. And that's about like going to Muncie, right? I mean, their biggest cities are that size, Um, South Bend or Muncie size. That's about as big as they get. Uh, But then you get into towns where there's, you know, 40 people. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds so nice. Yeah. Except when you get on a plane, you can go to two cities. You you, oh, you're you're flying with us today? Are you going to Minneapolis or Denver? Because that's all we do. That's the only place you can go you're, from here. You're at one end of a of a uh, fork in the hub. You're yeah, not, you're, you're the very. You're going end. to a hub. You're not going anywhere else. There will be no Rapid City uh, to Indianapolis direct flights. <sighs> that's all right. Hey, you're, Just keep a car in both places. You're ten hours from everywhere, buddy. Uh yeah. So uh, and the number. Lee's Chicken, this is the only basically the big thing that's happened with this. Lee's Chicken is back to just drive-through only. So is Temptations. I believe I Temptations made an announcement. I've never been to Temptations, though, so it's not as heartbreaking to me as Lee's. What? How have you They're only open at lunchtime. You can, and you can't have lunch. I don't get a lunch hour, man. I don't get a lunch break. Nobody believes I have, that was illegal. I have no scheduled lunch breaks. Mm-mm. Well, they didn't schedule you for Christmas night, but you went to that, so I think you can have an unscheduled <laughs> lunch break. Yeah. That's just the way of the road. Just Anthony take, Anthony Meyer knows. Just park, park, <laughs> just, just park somewhere, put your food and get up in the bucket and take the bucket up to the We're top. Supposed like, to I'm eat. Not coming down till I'm done. We're supposed to eat in between job assignments. So like you're, it's basically I'm, I have to bring my lunch technically. And in between going from one job to another, I eat lunch in my vehicle. Yeah, got a live report from City Councilman Mike Guffey, who's at the uh, the world's largest and finest fieldhouse. He says Shenandoah is trailing by nine in the second quarter uh, at the uh, at the Hoosier Heart Field Har- Hoosier Harvest. Cl- what is what is it called? Hoosier Classic? Just the Hoosier? Oh, I just always knew it as the Hoosier Hall Heartland of Fame. Classic. I just, I just always call it the Hall of Fame Classic. Hall of Fame, yeah, Hoosier Hall of Fame. 
brought to you by big machine records um hand sanitizer yeah they could do, yeah, they could totally get a big machine sponsorship this year because it's hand sanitizer all right i also want to talk about uh we're gonna shift directions here but put their serious faces on the nashville uh suicide bomber that happened on christmas day uh detonated a bomb inside of a recreational vehicle in downtown Nashville. That was wild. So Guffy, uh, I tried to look this up to figure out exactly where this was. Yes. You and I spent a significant amount of time at, uh, at old red in, uh, in Nashville. I believe I spent more time there, but yeah, yes. <laughs> it's not a competition. I'm saying a significant amount of time. It's true. Those last place we ended up. Uh, and that was at ninth and Broadway. Mm-hmm. And or I'm sorry, third in Broadway, the bomb went off at second in between second and Broadway and second and whatever the next street to the uh, over to the side is one, I, one street off of Broadway. So it was basically in that same city block is what got just whacked. I um after after leaving Old Reds, I might have walked down that road. I know I will. I know as the I was looking for we an there. Uber. As I was ordering an Uber and waiting for them to show up. I know the very first night we were there, we all walked that street. <laughs> I was, I, there was an Irish pub that uh, it's, I, I was, I was trying to figure out what got destroyed or what was damaged. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell from the pictures because you can't even see, I mean, you can't see buildings even in a lot of the shots. It just looks like in the middle of like a neighborhood that got leveled. And I'm like, I don't even tell if this is a town. It looks like a scene commerce. from the Middle East. Yeah. So Broadway, it was at Second and Commerce, and uh, Second and Broadway is where the Rock Bottom restaurant is. Folks remember that. Uh, and Old Red, Blake Shelton's restaurant is at Third and Broadway. Uh, we spent significant time at uh, the Sun Diner, which is about a block and a half away for Dakota's bachelor party. We had breakfast there. Um, for Mason's birthday, we were at the uh, Fleet Street, which is about a block away as well. I mean, we were, this is right in the heart of Nashville. Uh, it's crazy the destruction that happened. So I don't know what to expect when we uh, when we go crawling back there in a couple months for you, Mister Guffey. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll be reporting from the scene <laughs> just a few months later. <laughs> no we'll one see. was hurt because uh, I'm sure that most people already know this story, but the van. Or the RV. Camper. is a Class C uh, yeah. Ford uh, yeah. motorhome. The recreational vehicle started playing. If you can hear this, evacuate immediately. Yeah. How freaking end counting had down that on for loop. 15 minutes. And, yeah. then, and then he played Downtown. Downtown by, by Petrolia Clark, which I immediately went to the Seinfeld. Yeah, you sent that video to the chat. Uh, and if you guys aren't familiar, it's it's Jerry and George reading the song lyrics or Basically, it's George saying everything and then uh, going to Jerry, to Jerry downtown. downtown. Yes, it's uh, it's very creepy. Yep, yep. I it's uh, it's wild. It's creepy. It sounds like it's entirely caused by five G. Uh, the The best story we've got so far is that he was freaked out over AT and T and five G, or uh, or he was trying to knock out nine one one for a bunch of towns because apparently that happened. Um, or it was because uh, Trump lost and he was mad at the uh, mad at technology. Dominion. Dominion voting. Yeah. Those are all the theories. We don't really know. He didn't tell anybody anything except he told his neighbor that the world r- will remember his name. But if he was just trying to be remembered, he did it in the worst possible year. Because no one. Yeah, I don't know his name. It. I don't think I'll pick his name up. I saw his picture. and was like, yeah, that looks about right. <laughs> and then. Yeah. 
Oh, it's kind of like, yeah, you saw the pictures of the RV and then, cause I've got a Also camper. in 2019, it's important to note more than a year ago, the police were called to his house with his ex girlfriend was asking the police to take away his guns and told them he is building bombs. In his defense, he in, didn't use a gun. In the RV. It's true. Because they took him away. They took, <laughs> it was a domestic violence dispute. You can't have a, any firearms if you... I would love to know. Domestic violence. Because I saw that. Because I think she even said he's building bombs in the RV. Yeah. And there's a picture of it in his backyard. I'd they love said to that they looked through the fence. They saw the RV. They didn't have a warrant, so they didn't go back there. But my thought is like... You have enough evidence to confiscate his weapons because of her word. Why can't you uh, try to obtain a search warrant because she's gone? There's bombs back there. He's trying to blow things up. And you're like, this looks like an old camper. So nobody believes anything that's ever. No no official story. It's immediately all BS. Nobody cares. And yesterday, one of the many, many, many conspiracies that was floated, the Internet research sleuths get on the case. And they say they take the Google street view picture of the apartment with the, the camper there. And then they take the picture that was released from the Nashville police department uh, just before it was, when it was parked and before it blew up and somebody said, well, look, this is different about it. The there's this black thing on the side in the one, but it's not in the other. So there's, it's a deep fake switch or whatever. And this didn't happen. And the black thing that was different, Zach, is that there. Most campers, many campers, not all. Mine doesn't have it, but my previous one did. Had a uh, had a vent for the stove, yep. and there's a little lip on it, and it sticks out about three or four inches. And it, if you're in daylight when the Google Street View photo was taken, it casts a big old shadow, so it looks black in the picture. So they got <laughs> this black splotch. But then you look at the same side of the camper in the streetlight photo, in the dark. There's no shadow. So it looks completely different. So to the untrained internet sleuth eye, campers have been switched. Conspiracy theories abound. That's funny. Jeez. The conspiracy theories were See, amazing. They're and instantaneous. And like even in, uh, like I'm in a bunch of RV forums or groups on Facebook and they're like, well, it was obviously he stole it from somebody. Well, that didn't turn out to be true. And then, yeah, then there's uh, something about AT&T was going to, was get, got a contract to audit Dominion's, the, I'm like, when would we have a cell phone company being auditing anything or a telecommunications company? I don't understand why they do that. And then, yeah, who owned the building or didn't own the building or was a former? It was just, it was amazing. Everybody's everybody's always worried about their thing. So in the yeah. RV community, they're like, oh my god, what if they don't let me take my camper downtown anymore? Yeah, somebody's like, I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm like, I own an RV, and if I walk downtown Indy and there's just a a B, like an 85 class C, I'm that's suspicious. Because yeah. the whole idea of having a camper is to not have it in the middle of town. Like if I see a tour bus, different. You'll see tour bus all the time. But yeah, if I see a class seat in a downtown of a major city, I'm suspect and I own one. So you, so you look at a camper and you think, okay, you, you saw the amount of destruction that was there. Yeah. You saw immediately that, hey, this is not 40 pounds or 60 pounds of propane that blew up. Yeah. I that, even thought how easy it would be to make one blow up just by doing that. Just open up the gas tanks on the stove and set a timer for something to light up. Yeah, that was a, and then I saw that was a real bomb. That was a real, yeah. yeah. So you guys know me as the guy that has the MREs and the food stores. And (laughs) did you immediately start (laughs) start growing greens? I just started thinking about it. I have a small IFAC in my in both vehicles. 
Actually, well, technically all three because I have one in my work vehicle too. Um, it's like a both of them are just kind of like small uh, trauma kits. There's a, a stent and a tourniquet, and uh, that's it. I've also you also you everyone, have a belt. Why do you need a tourniquet? That's it's just not wasteful. The same uh, because it, then someone has to maintain pressure with the belt. Either the person who just had their arm blown off has to hold the belt tight, or you have to stop caring to anyone else around or the person and hold the belt tight. I know that's the tourniquet. Alex you Ardy's, just they saved Alex and Artie's life with a, you with flip a belt. It, that's you good go, enough for me. It's done. You also know if you've been listening to the show that I uh, have been going through the emergency medical responder. I, well, I took the one class. There's none coming up until next year, but. Uh, so I saw this and I, no one was even injured, but I was just like, you know, there are crazy people everywhere and I need to step up my game on this a little bit. So I bought some more uh, trauma kits and I want to talk like, just like it's it honestly like really worries me like all this stuff. My biggest fear is to be in a situation where I know things that I could do when someone is hurt, but I don't have the things to do them with. Like th- that, the concept of that just kind of shakes me. Not having your tools. Yeah. That, so uh, I immediately, like on Christmas Day, was on Amazon, like looking for things to buy, nice backpacks to put them in, things that I could carry, like through stores by myself. And, uh, and yeah, so I got all that coming. But are you going to draw suspicion so based out. on your level of preparedness? I don't think so because anytime that I'm in a, this is what this is what my thinking was because it, you see those losers that are wearing the tactical stuff all the time. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And well, not no one in particular, but you you yeah. know the guy. You, you see, yeah, stereotypical. Pictures. Yeah, he's open carrying. So yeah, that's also true. And so I've been thinking like, how do like. If I have a backpack, then I'm not going to stick out like a sore thumb. I want to say all this because I think that this thought process could also be useful for other people who may think like I do. So I don't want to stick out like a sore thumb by carrying some stupid tactical backpack that's probably made in China and really cheap and it's going to fall apart easily. And, but also any store or anything that I go in, I'm probably going to have a small child with me. So I'm not going to look that out of place by having some sort of bag. So you're going to carry this as your nuclear football. You're always going to carry this. It's a man purse. This is always going to be on you. Well, except for like in here. Then it'll be, if I'm like, if I'm going into somewhere that's where my vehicle is close by, I'll probably just leave it in there. Okay. Just like I do. But if you go like, into Walmart, you're going to carry it. Yeah. Target, whatever. Yeah. Superstores. Yeah. You go walk. Or if I go into a nice restaurant, I probably won't. You're going to go walking through the park. You're going to take it. Oh, yeah. Walking through the park. Yeah. Maybe not the one in Spiceland. Well, probably. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is the thought about it. I just, I, the, the, the odds of you actually needing it in your lifetime to me seem. But see, that, that's not, that's also kind of what I wanted to talk about with regards to it. So I'm thinking of all the trauma things that I would need. Because I mean, I, I mean, the last time a bombing like this happened in my memory, like uh, similar to this in the United States, that wasn't 
you know, that was domestic terrorism is Tim McVeigh in 1994 in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Like that's, that's, you're not happy all the time in the 90s in Ireland. Sure. Car bombs. Sure. If you but watch I'm the not, Jack, if you watch Jack Ryan movies, specific. absolutely. It happened all the time. It's not like I've got this bag that's specific, like this will only come in handy if there's a bomb that goes off. Cause in my trauma kit, I've also got, um, I also have wound packing gauze. I also have chest seals for bullet wounds. So if we're talking any kind of shooting incidents, anytime that I have to, if, if I have to draw a firearm in self-defense, then I can also administer first aid to the person that I drew it on. If any mass shooting events, crazy people in movie theaters, you know, all those things. But also, I you can't just like walk around with a pack that never gets used because then even if you're dedicated a year's time, you've got this bag on you all the time and it's never been opened. You think like, why am I still carrying this? So it also needs to have things that are practical and useful in everyday life situations so that you have a reason like, ah, I need to grab the backpack. So he's got the craziest you diaper salt and bag pepper shakers ever. in there. No salt and pepper shakers. No a flask. Uh, I have a life straw water purification mm-hmm. straw, but that you're not going to use that every day. I like it. What everyday items going to be in there? Uh, so in, so I'm, I was thinking uh, medicinal packs because you can also buy those. Like everything I'm talking about, you can buy as a specific backpack that looks like a tactical backpack on its own. But I want a small compact backpack that can have some of Jackson's things in it in case he ever needs it and can have some things that I need in it, but it can also be used in severe emergency situations in case that need ever. So you're going to have a portion of things for your, your nuclear in football. a small backpack. Okay. The size of a laptop bag. Sure. That that is where we're at. It will okay. then have like diapers and wipes in the corner. So you're like and those snot sucker things. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd be like, yeah, it's my diaper bag. We don't have one of those snot. We use uh, the you just uh, oh, you, you have suction. That, yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, the suction thing. What's that called? <clears throat> I saw my sister using that, and it was very weird to me. Where you're sucking on the, it's like a you shove one end in the kid, and you suck on another end of it, and then you're hoping that they there's don't a, connect together. Well, there's a filter. I don't care. There's a sponge filter, so nothing can come up the tube. No, I don't believe it. It works a million and a half times better than the little bulbs that they give you at the hospital. Anywho, so what mm, could you have in your gross. backpack that could come in handy in an everyday life situation? Emergency change of socks. You have a headache. What do you take for a headache? Ibuprofen. So I, never take, I take you have packs of ibuprofen, ibuprofen emergency. You have That's Tylenol what I live on. or there's someone that maybe someone close to you nearby. You're sitting in a restaurant. Someone's complaining of chest pains. You need aspirin. You need to have packs of aspirin in your bag. Um, you got gummy bears. You're for, out. For your sugar. You're out. You just had a giant steak dinner, but now you're walking around the stores in the mall and you ate something really spicy. So now you have heartburn. So have antacids. You're going to have some Beano. You're going to carry some Beano in case you're going to have I don't know what this know. walking in the mall Beano. thing is. I don't. I, I, that I, doesn't exist I, I saw a music video today and they were in a mall. I'm like, you know what? I bet she didn't have to a shut this mall down pass. for this video. I bet she just walked into a regular mall. In the mall. last two years, I've been get, to a mall once and it was with Dakota and Chris when we were killing time before the movie theater looking for the bar in the mall that doesn't yeah. exist anymore. There's uh, all kinds of practical things that you can stick in your bag that you'll need pretty often. Like thinking things that like your wife that your mom had in her purse when you were growing up. That was like, I need this mom. Do you have it? And you're like, they're always 
had it in their in their purse. And now you've got a backpack. Yeah. And okay. it also has a little power bank in it that you can charge one, your phone. One, with. one last thing I want to talk about that's a last minute addition to the show notes. Two thousand dollars. Two grand or six hundred bucks. What are we gonna get? Whoa, whoa. If you got it already? We forgot something. What? Hmm. Dakota, in your bag, do you carry twisted tea? Um, <laughs> until the ATF starts regulating it. High capacity twisted tea. Who's so Kate right. Koger shared a video where they mixed it with the Dave Matthews band song and it doesn't get old. It repeats the strike about 15 times and it never gets old. That's I need to watch that. I didn't see that. Yeah, there's that. It sounds hilarious. That's that guy should be getting a check with commas in it. How for, amazing for, is it for, that that dude was never, able to pop a can, a 16 ounce can on another man's nose and it didn't even phase the guy. He just like knocked. It, he just like stumbled backwards a couple of inches. I think that's the problem. Is I think the can took took the impact. I think he must have hit him like right in the side, so it crushed sideways. As opposed to if he'd have gone at it like lengthwise, I was thinking I bet that like, would have hurt. I was thinking knocked like this. his ass out. Yeah, I think that's the yeah. way it looked like it hit and it just kind of crumpled. But it looked impressive. And I wish I'm still waiting for somebody to have really slowed it down with the sound because I bet that's a satisfying video to see. That would be. Christy Avery's in the chat. She says $600 is pending in her account. I've been checking my first financial bank account all day. I've got so, nothing. So have I. I've got nothing. Yeah, I haven't gotten anything either. Check, I'll check mine again, but yeah, I don't think I'm... I'm assuming it's going to come in the morning. Like, like, if it's not there by 8 o'clock, I'm not even worried about it. I don't think it's coming that day. I wasn't counting on like the last thing I heard mean, before. That's a mean. That's not my actual thing. Um, before he got, I didn't, I didn't think Dakota. The, I didn't think Dakota was at uh, um, <laughs> at Wells Fargo. I was very confused. Oh, okay, yeah. There's six hundred dollars, oh, and then there's, oh, eight, there's a, red is that a repeat of that one. Pornhub, <laughs> yeah. Pornhub, six hundred. Said they made it six hundred dollars this time. Yeah, yeah. That that's makes, a classic. That makes sense. running the classics. It'll probably be six hundred bucks, but the the two thousand dollars is, if nothing else, it's been hilarious. To watch that, that the minute that got thrown out, and it got thrown out, and you're like, "Well, the whole hunting up with this is within one party, so it's it'll be political, but whatever." But once that number got thrown out, it was done. So, like that. So the, Trump took the Democrats' position. He sat through the entire process, having his Treasury Secretary negotiate for three months. He didn't with Pelosi. Sit the process. It, he had essentially he didn't he didn't speak. He, he sat to the side and didn't talk. Yeah. He had his his agent in the negotiation was the Treasury Secretary, who cut a deal with Nancy Pelosi. They got it through the House, and then it got through the Senate, six hundred dollars. Then Trump gets it to his desk and says, "This is bullshit. I'm not signing it. It's not enough money for the American people." And it was because it got, he got, and I even got a little confused in it. But I was aware for my work, uh, I work uh, involvement with the federal government, and they were on the verge of shutdowns like the last couple of weeks. We get an email on Friday says, "You're coming to work." Uh, you know, the feds are going to be shut down if they don't get something figured out. And so the budget's been getting kicked down the kicked down the, the sidewalk for a couple of months. And so evidently that got rolled in. They finally passed an appropriation bill. And that's where all the stuff people are mad about is all the foreign aid. Sudan getting 700 whatever billion dollars, whatever they're getting, or 700 million. Um, that had nothing to do with it. There was a separate bill, but everybody's mad about it. And it's fun. To, it's fun. It's good that everybody's mad about it because... They've been doing that the for as long as we know. Mm-hmm. Those those we've been sending huge amounts of money overseas. The Christmas vacation gifts have been or JPEGs or memes have been off the charts. Oh, oh yes, oh yeah. A donation's been in your made in your name to the sedan for three hundred fifty million. 
Yeah, or you thought you were going to get your Jelly of the Month Club or turn out your Christmas bonus to just $600. Um, but, but yeah, once that $2,000 got thrown out there and you see that all these foreign countries are getting huge sums of money, everybody's like, I want the two Gs. And you can't explain to you can't. What's an explanation for why people don't? I actually have heard that some people would really knock them out of whack to get that much money in one time because it would be a significant, like for me, it would be a, a several months worth of pay um, for my whole family to get it once. But because if it's two grand a kid, plus you and your wife, yeah, that's, that's potentially $8,000 dropping and, in. And if you're like tax a lot of people, free. then in a month and a half or two months, I'm getting my tax check. I'm getting my tax refund, yep. which I set up to get a tax refund. And uh, so you had the, in my, yeah, they'd be, I think there was a guy that was in one of the, the wall group that was posting. He's like, there are people that will get, in theory, like $16,000 over the course of like a couple of months. And yeah, that's, I mean, it, if you, it could be potentially almost a life changing amount of yes, cash for folks for a lot of people to get ahead and get right and do the right things. If that yeah. did happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's they, a, it's a huge chunk of responsible. money as opposed to the 600 bucks is like, it's enough to help. And a lot of people need the help. Um, some of them don't. And they you know, they got things, but yeah, the, if, if you all send it, yeah, that flips into, like for my family from 2,400 to $8,000, that's $8,000 a lot. That is a like, that's a totally different bracket in terms of what I, what I'm going to do with it. Like if you, somebody says you're going to get this much, you get this much. Okay. I have this, you bump up to $8,000. I think anybody's going to stop me. Like, okay, I need to actually think about what I'm doing with this as opposed yeah. to 600 bucks. Isn't changing anybody's life. Whatever you do with it, you're probably going to be in the same situation you were in a couple months anyway. Yep, exactly. I guess it's all a matter of how you work your plan or what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, it, so it, I, I know, you know, generally yeah. it, the next, the next thousand dollars that comes in where it's going, the next five thousand dollars that comes in, I know what to do with it. So whether it's a thousand or four thousand for yeah. my household, it's the same. We've got a plan. It's just, you know, it, it's just a matter of what's going to happen. So I know but, I need a generator for the, uh, well, two reasons. One, I need one for, for the, the camping I do and the Indy 500 and some other things, right? I need to be self-sufficient and have a generator. Yeah. But two, in these troubling times of pandemic and ice storms, I can't flush my toilets without electricity yeah. now. So I actually legitimately need some sort of backup electricity now that I have a government required grinder pump in my yard. So, um, I guess that's what we're going to have to do. Dakota, what are you going to do with $6,000 or whatever the heck that's going to be for your house if this comes through? I'd get $4,000. I would get the $2,000 for Jackson uh, with my tax refund since he wasn't filed on last year's taxes. Well, you'll get it. I mean, it's it's just a matter of... It might be six weeks from now instead. I'm going to build a garage with it. You're going to build a garage? You're going to get locally sourced timber? Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. That'll probably come from somewhere in New Zealand. It's going to be Minards. Yeah. No, Home Depot. They keep all their two by fours indoors in, in the, in the side. I guess if it's building a garage, it doesn't matter. Probably from Gilman's. Sure. Yeah. Shorter drive. You don't have to go to Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guffey, somebody drops four grand on your house. What are you doing? Is Um, it going to be different than your 1200? Yeah, it'll. So if they drop 4,000, Mm, it's going to go into the savings account. And after Paige and I get married, we'll take a honeymoon somewhere because as it currently sits, we're, we're going to postpone our honeymoon for a little while. So until we- I, as the taxpayer have to pay for your honeymoon. I, as a taxpayer, am just trying to get a little bit of my tax money back. <laughs> <laughs> I just, 
I fear if we go on a vacation, it's just I, it's I think Jackson this is bullshit. And- I'm against two thousand dollars. I don't want to pay for your trip to Cancun. That ain't my fault, bro. I don't want to pay for your generator. Uh, I, I it'll be it'll be my it'll be like the Jacksons and Owen. Yeah, Jackson for, and Jackson. Yeah, paying for Owen. until until through their retirement probably. At this point, does it really matter? Rex Bell even said this week, he's it's like, never going away. Let's just go as much as we can and see if we can break the government. Let's just yeah. see. Let's just see if we can push the other way and just break it. Maybe that's how we get out of this mess. What was, what was the stat that like uh, I saw a Spangle post that like 23% of the money currently in circulation has been created in the last like year or two. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Speaking of that, you know what you all should invest in that cryptocurrency. I have Norwegian cruise line stock. I have Litecoin. I have Dogecoin. I have Bitcoin. <sighs> Do you guys not remember the the I have the Doge, way the world broke Bitcoin. in in two thousand from the tech stocks? I have, well, I have a friend. I feel like that's what you're you're coming up on again. I have a friend that said if you bought into Holden. Bitcoin at like right when it started, if you bought a thousand dollars, then you you'd be a billionaire. Oh, uh, you absolutely True. would. So when when Bitcoin originally came out, it was three Bitcoin for every penny. Yep. And then, so, so for a dollar, you got 300 Bitcoin. And then now they're, it's, it's about ready to crush $29,000 per Bitcoin. Per Bitcoin. So whenever I. So that one penny back when it first started is now approximately worth almost $90,000. When I was an apprentice in Muncie, there was a, a guy who was very, uh, stock market savvy. And was reading things and it was 2015, so five years ago. And Bitcoin started to get a little bit of name recognition to it and in the financial world. And he's telling me one day, he's like, Hey man, have you heard anything about Bitcoin? And I was like, Mm-mm, why? What is it? He's like, it's this, uh, it's called a cryptocurrency. And basically you can use it to purchase things totally, totally anonymously. And I was like, oh, that seems weird. He's like, but it's kind of like a stock because it's going to appreciate and grow. So the more that more Bitcoins you own now, they will be worth more money in a few years time. And I was like, whatever, man, I'm second year apprentice. I make $13 an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not buying any Bitcoins. Well, he did uh, back then. And let's see, this was in 2015. Let's go to my five-year chart. It's like $400. He roughly bought in at $400. He could buy one Bitcoin for $400. I don't know how much he spent, but yeah, he would have gained $28,000 if he had just bought one at this point. The question will be, Does it is it stable in growth or eventually can it collapse? Of course Prob- it can collapse. They can all move. Well, it's well, there's all, only a certain number of Bitcoin out. But they're they're constantly printing them, right? As you data mine, as you mine, mm-hmm. there's Bitcoin, only a certain you're, amount. You're still in the blockchain, more. right? There will never be more actually created. They yeah, have to. There's be, only a certain amount in the. They blockchain. have to be found. Isn't that in, kind of the, the way it was supposed to be blockchain. with like money? Correct. So we're supposed to be running what off keeps of them, the resource what, of gold. What keeps them from changing the rules? Even gold is not fine because it is it, because the blockchain is is uh, basically crowdsourcing. So you have a whole. Basically, the entire network of millions of people that are invested in Bitcoin are going to make sure that no one messes with the system and creates more from scratch. That's what you think today. If you buy the theory is, I'm just you buy gold. It's supposed to be. If you buy gold, the gold standard, right? That's what everybody wanted to be on, wants to be on. 
If you go buy gold, you don't get your physical gold. You get a ledger that says you have gold. You had a you get a treasury note that says this is how much gold. And somebody and they literally make an adjustment on the computer and they create more gold because you're having your gold stored and they get paid for storing your gold by creating more gold. There's more gold traded than actually exists in the world. Yes. Right. It's it's also it's a fiat currency as well. It's all widgets. It's all whatever the hell value you decide you're going to put on something is what it is. And it whether it's whether you decide you're going to own currency, you're going to earn dollars, you're going to own stocks, you're going to own mutual funds, a, a treasury bond. It's all what somebody will will sell it for. Yeah. Yep. If somebody's willing to trade it. So I to me, I look at it and I say, okay, great. I've had so many people in the last six months hold up their phone and say, look, I have forty four hundred dollars in Bitcoin. Yay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I guess. You can sell it off though. I've got, this is what I have in my 401k. It's the same thing. Like it's the same damn, it's whatever. I, if you're looking at it as a long-term investment and you're trying to grow year over year over year, you're going to be just fine. If you look at it and you say, I'm going to get rich quick because I bought $4,000 of this stuff. The interesting thing to see is that the government's eventually going to find a way to get in on that. Correct. And I have, I bet the goal will be to already doing it. Yeah. But I mean, to, to find a way to like tax it, See, monitor what people's accounts are and stuff. Like they're going to find a way to get in on that. And then, you know, it's, it sounds awesome right now, but eventually if the government, the government doesn't like no government, likes everybody to have anything that's that awesome that they're not making money on. So people. since May, my initial purchase of Bitcoin has gone up 166%. Sure. That's, that's, that's awesome. What mine says. So how much, how many, how many share, how many Bitcoins do you own? I don't. I own point zero zero four Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. In the meantime, I bought like three shares of a uh, of a of an oil company in Canada uh, for mean, thirty seven cents a share. I've got to, yeah. I've got some energy stock yeah. that's so I've had so long that it still comes as to my dad as a custodian for me. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's doubled over how many years it's been around that I had to have been an adult. My my Robinhood account only thirty six percent of my portfolio is invested in cryptocurrency. In your Robinhood account, it's now about a month Which ago. I mean, I bought, this isn't like my four hundred one k or nothing. I right. just this is just something. About a month ago, There's I bought not serious Baytex Energy stock, <laughs> and it's uh, it's at seventy cents now. I think I bought it for thirty four cents a share. So you know, whatever. I bought a different energy stock. I think I bought uh, Suncor. Stock talk with the boss of Liberty. You know, it's all it's all arbitrary. I I think it's it's comical. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. I I just as I think it's a hobby. Just like just like FanDuel yeah. is right. I I've made a thousand dollars on FanDuel this year. And I have super literally made nothing on my Suncor oil stock. Well, it gone. Says, I've gained twenty eight cents. Everybody says the prices are about to jump. I don't think that's going to be the case, but. But it has an 83% buy rating from the experts. So, so Jared, you sent that photo yesterday of your FanDuel. Yes. And I was like, oh, I wonder what mine is. And I look at my FanDuel, and I realize I don't bet that much on FanDuel. And I'm like, all right. So I go over, and I look at my DraftKings. The bet amount is significantly higher than what my FanDuel was. Okay. Almost like quadruple. Okay. I just realized, I think DraftKings is better than FanDuel. Because <laughs> you've had more success? I believe so. 
<laughs> yeah, well, there's no comment there on the winnings, though. Just how much you betted. Yeah. How much uh, the bet I was? think, what, it's like, I think between the two, I'm like a thousand or something like that. I can tell you. Ready for final thoughts, boys? Sure. I had plans at 830. Oh, yeah. You had to be somewhere. That's <laughs> well, I mean, you, you scheduled plans on podcast night. That's not my fault. I feel like yeah. we should go another hour or two, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about a thousand dollars, but I think I've betted bet almost 10,000 for the year. Producer Chris, what you what? got for us? Final thoughts. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> How much money? Uh, $10,000. I'm at almost like 10,000. He should be a race car owner. Gambling. Or a restaurant owner, but, because that's what they say. Like the best way to make a million bucks in a, as a race car owner, spend ten. Where's your? That's oh, literally your that's that's the margins he's working. Yours on. is uh, Jeremiah's is like one zero less than yours. What do you mean? <laughs> I've I've yeah. I've bet twenty five hundred. Maybe is that what it says? No, no, no. You've remember. bet fourteen hundred. I bet fourteen hundred. About a one to one. And your winnings are at twenty four hundred. Yeah, I bet yeah. Uh, almost. So I'm a thousand to the good. So yeah. Uh, almost good. eight thousand on DraftKings, and then uh, almost three thousand on Vandal. That's a money laundering operation, Guffy. That's what you've done. So that is insane, Chris. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I know. I was just like, <laughs> that um, is a life changing amount of money. <laughs> well, we know where his we know where his check's going to go. I actually, I I told my boss this uh, today on my final thoughts. Uh, I told my boss today. I said, you know what? If I could consistently make five hundred dollars a week on uh, gambling. I would tell you I quit. He goes, would you really? I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> if I can continuously make $500 a week, I'm done. I am done. That's $24,000 a year. That yep. sounds risky. It boy. doesn't add up that well. I don't care. I'm done. <laughs> I am done. You're going to go pro game, pro gambler <laughs> for 24000 24, with no insurance, no 401k, <laughs> okay. no vacation time. I'm about to, I'm about to get married. <laughs> what are you talking about? No vacation time. It's all vacation time. You're it's all, all vacation you're time. You're constantly working. It's a job then. He's going to be the Dan Bilzerian of you yeah. need a trust fund yeah. dad. So yeah. I'm saying. But all right. Well, thanks for joining us. When when can we put you down for, for joining us again? Will we see you next week? Does Zach have to ask for Thursday night off now? So at home, should probably so do can, that. I just made a standing reservation. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you should have a standing reservation. Uh, I should be here next week. I don't, I don't foresee that I have anything in the future, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. This is a commitment. Co-host, co-host Zach. Yeah, you're, you're committed to us just like Mason did yesterday at lunch. We had lunch with Mason. Yeah, I'll be there for sure. There's a chair for me. Yeah, I said there'll be a chair for you. Chair's There's an right empty there. chair. Mason's not here. Uh, and what did he decide to do, Guffy? Go hunting in Brown County. But mm-hmm. that's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Mason, the guy that will drive to Chicago and back in a day he, just for he, fun. He visited us at Sarve Hollow mm-hmm. and then drove home. Right. But the same night. But and he, left he, after dark. He can't hang out here for two extra hours. Yeah. We're not bitter. It's just that he hasn't been on the show in this, I don't know, five months. All right, Zachary. Uh, I think I was trying to give last week, I was going to give a shout to a couple people, like local groups in town. Um, oh, and I just forgot her name, her last name. But uh, Brenda works for the city, kind of liaison with the North Pole, like the kids. Grider. Yeah, Brenda Greider. Uh, the little packets that the kids got from the North Pole were kind of awesome. Um, and I know that there's a lot of hard work that got done to get those done. Um, the food service people are still handing out lunches and breakfasts for kids. Um, they're working on their uh, break to do that. And those are quite handy. My kids love them. So thanks to those people and anybody that helped, you know, put up Christmas lights and made downtown look nice. Um, for Christmas, it was nice. But yeah, a lot of people are hustling to make the holidays. Like they, my kids got glasses in their little packets that are like little legit like magic. Because when you watch Christmas lights, it makes either snowflakes or a Santa head show up over any Christmas lights you see. 
in them. They're like 3D glasses, but they got a bunch of cool stuff. Personalized letter from Santa. So thanks to all the people that put all that effort out. Dakota, what you got, man? Uh, my final thoughts are always be prepared. You never know what can happen. And also I had a great Christmas and it was a, it was a good time. Good first Christmas with a child. They get better as they get more and more into it. I can see that. <laughs> good warm up. <laughs> I know what's happening. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do appreciate Zach joining us again. He's, uh, he's incredible on the Newcastle knowledge. Yesterday there was a, uh, there was a Maserati on the road in front of the Casey's General. Yeah, store. I can I tell you where they work. I sent it. I sent it to Zach, and he knew the exact the car and where it sits. It had actually come the up. Full story. It had, that was bizarre. It had come up twenty minutes before in a different uh, group text where a guy was a friend was in Carmel, a place you'd expect to see a Maserati. Um, and he's, I'm like, oh yeah, there's one of those in Newcastle. I'm like, it was a white one. And then in the chat with the guy who brought it up, but in a different chat, Jeremiah's like. Look at this Maserati. I'm like, that's the one I was just telling Jeremy about. I'm like, I can tell you where that person works because I've seen it parked there before. So yeah, yeah. From between running and I saw that one doing an errand one day. Um, I usually, if it's a notable car, I see it once. I know where they live, and if I see them driving it, I know who drives it. You've seen them all. Uh, special thanks from me to the uh, Henry County Hospital. Our uh, our family has visited them a number of times in the uh, in the last month or so. Um, Helped us, uh, helped us out, taking good care of some family members, and it's uh, it's been very appreciated. So, um, under extreme <laughs> extreme conditions for them, uh, you pretty much just it, right now. If you have somebody going to the hospital, you pretty much drop them off at the, the door of the ER, pin a twenty to their shirt, and say good luck. <laughs> uh, and then you just hope because you can't go in, you can't check on them. It's a uh, it's very uh, it's a very strange and difficult time. But they're they're trying their best. They're they're trying to take good care of folks for us and. Uh, and we're figuring out as we go along. So heartfelt thanks to everybody at uh, our local hospital here in Henry County, but uh, anybody that's doing that across the country, uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. We appreciate it. We'll see you all next Thursday night. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network, and I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.